As we, the global generations, come of age, let it not be said of us that we were apathetic in the face of the immense global challenges that we face. Let it not be said of us that we lacked the political will and invention and innovation to come up with solutions to hyper-complex and increasingly hyper-complex global problems. Let it not be said that we didn't care for our brothers and sisters all around the world as they faced challenges of security, of hunger, and of just meeting the basic needs of life. Let it not be said that we were overwhelmed when we looked to our politicians to solve the problems of an age living in institutions created in a former age and not up to the job of what it means to fulfill the full promise of democracy for all people, for all times, and for all generations here to come. Even though it can seem daunting to know what to do as consumers, as parents, as members of our nations, as people, we need to remind ourselves that we are co-creators in the political process. Even though our political institutions are polarized, even though our political institutions seem to be routed with an either-or thinking that we can't transcend, even sometimes the representatives would have us continue to be at each other's throats so that we can't make the progress that we need to make. These times of polarization won't last forever. All seasons come to an end, and they'll give way, I sense, to an opportunity for something more unified, something more synergistic, something more harmonious, and something more up to the challenges that we face in our time. So don't be despondent about polarization. See it as the springboard. See it as the grist in the mill to creating something better. Marilyn Williamson famously said, popularized by Nelson Mandela, that our greatest fear is not that we're impotent or powerless, but our greatest fear is that we're all powerful. As citizens in this global age, we need to ask ourselves, what does it really mean to be a global citizen? How do I live that lifestyle? Am I one? Do I aspire to be one? Is it possible to be one? Is it possible for my circle of care? Is it possible for my love? Is it possible for my brotherhood and sisterhood to be extended to all people, regardless of race, ethnicity, background, sexual orientation, demography, socioeconomic status, political beliefs? Because we are living into that age. The social scientists call it identify with all humanity. I call it global heart. I call it caring about all people. And I notice that the number of people that can join in that conversation grows. And that means that we live in unprecedented times. We live in times of decreasing violence in spite of what we see in the media. We live in times of increasing healthcare despite the challenges that we face. We live in times where the number of people that live in something that approximates towards a democratic and transparent regime over time trends to the better. These are the untold stories of our time. If we can see ourselves and situate ourselves in the context of the unfolding evolution of this human story and this human togetherness that we experience, we might notice that on nearly all indices of development, things are getting better. That doesn't mean to diminish the challenges that we face. That doesn't mean to diminish people whose actions is not in the public good. Let us call to attention those actions and let us do what we can to mitigate them and to invite people into a civic duty towards the global commons and the global public good. But as we develop the global civil society that would allow us to deliberate, that allows us to come together, that allows us to be together on some of these crucial issues of our time, let us acknowledge 
that we now have some of the technology and consciousness, some of the attitudes and behaviors, some of the culture, and eventually, I hope, the systems and institutions that allow us to do things on behalf of all humanity. Climate change is one of the challenges of our time. People feel frustrated at the lack of progress on climate change. One perspective on climate change is to notice how many people really care. To notice that one in every 300 people in America in September of last year marched in the People's Climate March in New York. And that alongside that, there was some 2,644 solidarity events in 162 countries across the globe. People care. People were mobilized. People want something better. Perhaps what they lack are the institutional structures through which to channel that aspiration. Perhaps they lack the global deliberative forum for citizens, you and I, to do our civic duty, to share in the responsibility in what we're shaping as a world, in the agreements that we keep together and the solutions that we can forge for ours and future generations. What if it weren't a lack of care that was stopping progress on climate change, but it was a lack of political will born of institutions forged in a former era, no longer fit for the challenges of a global world in a 21st century global context? Maybe we're coming to the end of the post-World War II era. Maybe we're now fully emerging into the global era. Nations globalized in the 19th century, corporations globalized in the 20th century, individuals globalized in the 21st century. And now, as one human species facing all humanity problems, we need better solutions. We need institutional structures that allow us to metabolize the full spectrum of political aspirations to trend towards a situation where those aspirations, those deliberations can actually shape the global public agenda. Make no mistake that global public opinion is ultimately the force of governance. Governments eventually do fall in line with global public opinion when it's strong enough. It takes time, it can be slow, it can be painful, it can be one step forward and two steps back, but as you contribute to that public opinion, don't underestimate your power. You know, Margaret Mead famously said, a small group of committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. It doesn't take an entire shift in global consciousness for us to come together as one human family. Those of us that feel that kindred spirit, those of us that want decisions to be sided, for all to be considered, for all to be part of them, can join in something higher, can join in something better, and can join in shaping the sort of advisory opinions that eventually develop the customs, the mores, and the attitudes on whose back law, globally enforceable law, may one day be possible. International law, as we talk of it at the moment, is mostly a misnomer, but it's incredibly important to the process of developing higher-order synergy in our world. As people come to expect things, as people come to tolerate certain things or not tolerate certain things. That does inform the political process. And let us cut some slack for our politicians, our politicians who are acting in a nation-centric system but facing global problems. It's a bit like trying to solve all the problems of the United States but only having the resources and context of Texas. That's the challenge that when our 193 sovereign nation-states come together later this year in Paris for the 21st climate change summit, that's the problem that they face, that those decisions are mostly voluntary, that there is no binding mechanism at the global level to enforce 
that we actually reduce the things that we need to reduce in order to get purchase on climate change. There is a structural deficiency. There's a democratic deficit. And as more of us become clear that that is the case, we can also be co-creators in bringing together something better. So as we develop Global Heart, as we develop compassion that can wrap around the entirety of this world, as we develop the sort of vision that looks towards all people and values the sacred dignity of each human life, we can be part of solution and we can be on the right side of history. I don't know all the strategy. I don't know all the tactics. I don't know the institutional innovations that will get us there. But I do know that care is perhaps the greatest component of all. And that if we just care enough for everyone in this world, and if we just care enough about the impacts of our actions, and if we just care enough about the negative externalities, the things that aren't often measured or noted, but are consequences of our actions on other people, on the earth, on finite resources that exist in this ecosystem, then we can come together to create something better. Here's to that future and a vision that can sustain us to be co-creators in this unfolding evolutionary process and the full realization of our individual and collective potential.